Hello, my friends. I hope this finds you well. I don't, I've got to really work on this beginning because I don't know, it sounds like a letter that I'm writing to you. I hope this finds you well. What I really mean is I hope you're smashing it in your business. You're making a shitload of money and you're enjoying yourself. Or if not, that you're loving the journey. You're feeling strong, you're feeling empowered and you just can't wait to get stuck into the next few days because it is a life journey. It is the journey, not the destination, even though it does help when you get a bit more cash in because at least in the destination you can do more experiments, which is actually a very interesting topic that I should write down here for another day, which is you get to a point where you start getting a little bit of success that actually you're more excited about getting more resources because you can get to do more things. I'm not just talking about buying toys. I'm talking about, oh, we could do that with the business. We could do that. We could buy that. We could try that. We could do that. And that's when it becomes really fun. But in today's um, episode, I want to go back to the fun little episode or sub-episode that I call This One Hurt. And this is a series of little lessons that have come up that I'm hoping that by speaking to you for 10 minutes, it's going to save you many, many years of pain and tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars in lost potential revenue or literally wasted money. So one of the things that popped up this week was around being emotionally attached to your vision. And this one's an interesting one because this is the type of thing you could debate with business owners for many, many, many hours. Now, the hard bit is when do you decide that your vision needs to be adjusted? So a lot of us who start businesses see a gap in the market or we see an opportunity or we're thrust into an opportunity or we find ourselves already in a business before we even knew it was a business. And that's, you know, a very traditional way for all of us that are self-funded business owners or particularly start out as self-funded business owners. And that's the thing is we've got an idea of what we want to build. So we've been building a business and we've got this idea, which is I'm going to do this. This is what the company's going to look like and this is exactly how it's going to go because one of the things that many of you will have is you're visionary. You've got visionary tendencies and what does that mean, Tim? Well, that means that as an entrepreneurial type, you can see what is going to happen or you can see where you want to go. Now, we've all read probably The E-Myth, if not, great book to read, particularly if you're early on in your um, business career, where it explains the different type of business owners, you know, and entrepreneurial being one, manager being another one, um, and it shows how much I can remember what it is. But basically, it goes through all the traits of the different types of business owners. And the idea is if, the, depending on your trait, what you need to replace. So if you're not an entrepreneurial person, you probably need to bring an entrepreneur into your business or have a mechanism in the business for entrepreneurial thinking because you have to keep innovating, you have to keep changing or you're going to find yourself basically self-employed doing the same thing for 20 years and probably not particularly going to make too much more money. Or if you're a really good manager, obviously you'd bring the entrepreneur. If you're a really good entrepreneur, you might be horrible at management. So this more sits with me. I would I would say that 
I'm probably, how would I put this? Once I got great executors around me, everything happened a lot faster and a lot better. So I can see clearly what I want to build or where the gaps are. But when it was just me, I would say I struggled most with that type of execution because when I get caught in the details, it slows me down to a point where I find it very, very difficult to personally operate. Now, a lot of people have that same challenge, which is they say, well, if only I had people who could execute. Well, no offense, every great business in the world is a better business if they're good at executing. So it's not an excuse not to be able to execute just because you may be entrepreneurial because unless you've got a lot of money to invest in getting executors around you, well, that's what that's a skill you're going to have to pick up in some way just to get some critical mass. So just sharing my experience, which is the more I brought people in who are great executors, the faster things have been going. And that's one of the great things about growing your company is how do I get people in who can help me execute? Once you realize that you can actually pay people to come in and help with some of the things that you don't do well, if you can go against the old thinking of trying to improve your weaknesses, I, I absolutely agree with the saying you should, not, you should not try and improve your weaknesses. You should outsource them. You should enhance your strengths. You should push harder into your strengths and you should outsource all your weaknesses. So for me, I just need to keep bringing in executors around me because the more and more executors I have, it seems the more and more successful we get. So until that formula breaks, we'll keep going with it. But for you, when you're listening, think about who do you need around you? What are your weaknesses? And what's the most or the fastest way you can get to a point where you can start outsourcing the things that you don't do well? If you're a really great technician then bring people around you or employ people that can build the company around you. You don't have to be a great entrepreneur to be ultra successful. You just need to be smart enough to work out what are the skills that aren't in my business that I think I need. As soon as you have that level of awareness, well, you really are a great entrepreneur because most people don't ever get to that level of awareness. So have a little bit of a think about that. But for today's topic, and this is something that, you know, in the – in the 20 years, I've got to this point of understanding this and I'm stubborn. So it took me a few extra years than it would take a normal person because, you know, I would think, oh, I can do all that, I can do all that, I really don't need that until you really get great people in those roles. You realise, oh my God, I needed them there my whole life. But anyway, when you become emotionally attached to the vision you have for a business, it's very difficult to see other opportunities and this is the balance that we all have to I guess come to terms with as an entrepreneur which is I'm heading in a direction because I want to grow a business in say this thing whatever it is and I'm going down that path and everyone tells me all my mentors all my the books I read and all the things around being a business is make sure you're clear in your vision and then you follow it and don't get distracted. Now, what generally happens and when you see a lot of businesses and you speak to a lot of people who have got bigger businesses, um, are generally more financially successful, that 
have been around for a long time and you ask them and you interview them and you say, so was this the vision when you first started? I'm yet to reach or meet someone that says, this is exactly the vision I had when we started. And that's a very scary thought because it may be in the industry that they started in. It may be sort of the direction in which they began. They may still be doing the original version somewhere else. But check, just check it with the most successful person you know and ask them, is this exactly what you thought it would be at the start? And when they say no and when they go through their story and they talk about the iterations, the changes, the innovation, what needs to happen, it, it'll get you thinking about why am I so emotionally attached to my vision at the moment if all the evidence around me is my business at the start or at certain points is to get me to another point in which I can evaluate the best way to go forward or where the bigger opportunity is. The challenge a lot of SMEs have is they're so set on their original vision that when better, bigger opportunities come their way, they are basically blind to it or worst, worse still I should say, I just said worst, but worse still, they run after too many opportunities and can't stay focused on their original vision. Thus lies the dilemma, which is how do I know when I'm being distracted versus how do I know that this isn't a bigger opportunity? And this is certainly a mistake um, or a lesson that I've had to learn a few times in different businesses. And I'm happy to report, not that I'm happy with the result, but I'm happy to report that it's probably be more around me being too stubborn with the original vision and not evaluating the potential of other opportunities that presented themselves because we were following a path of the original vision. And in some of our businesses, we didn't allow enough energy, effort or resource to try things that could potentially have been game breakers for that company. And so the balance that you have to strike is how do I stay on track to execute what I said I'm going to do? But if an opportunity was to present itself, how do I make sure that I have enough energy, resources and time to allow other opportunities to be put in play? And that's the key for a lot of us self-funded SMEs is how do I get to a point where I can free up whatever I need to do in order to make sure that I can give new opportunities, the ones that make sense, the amount of time, effort and energy required to see if they might be a okay opportunity that could turn into a big opportunity. Because as I said earlier, with a lot of successful people, their business now is nothing to do with what they originally started with. And so if you take that as that's a natural progression of most people who get to a certain level of success, shouldn't you be already 
of a mindset of my business is about freeing up resources to take on opportunities as we charge towards the present goal. And we will keep charging towards that present goal. But if something else comes up, I want to be able to have the resources to give that opportunity an op- a chance to be successful, but not at the cost of my core business. Because if you can get a business operating like that, it's only a matter of time before you either are successful with your original vision, which all power to you, or because of the effort, energy, focus, and determination to get to your original vision, you've uncovered an opportunity that will completely change the trajectory, but you would only ever take that trajectory because it is such a bigger opportunity than your original vision. And that's the excitement of running any business. It's running down a path and then only being distracted by something that is just makes sense. And when you understand that, you're really going to enjoy the journey you're on with your company because you realize that most businesses don't die from a lack of opportunity. It's from chasing too many opportunities and it's being able to tune your radar to a point where only the very best opportunities will distract you from your original path. But if you're good enough, even the distraction won't distract the company from still going down that path. It just won't require all your personal time, effort and resource. If you can get to that point, you're essentially a business owner, an entrepreneur, a business builder. And that game is very, very fun. And in order to play that game, you've got to be open to determination to chase your original vision, but not at a point where your ego doesn't allow you to look at other opportunities and make sure that you're not missing the opportunity of a lifetime because you're too focused on that original vision. But actually that original vision was only to get you to this point in time where you can see a bigger picture, play a bigger game and completely change your business and your life. That's one that took me many, many years to understand. But now that I get it and I understand it, it makes growing companies a hell of a lot easier. Hope it helps you out with your um, thinking and your forecasting and your strategic vision for your business. We'll speak soon. Bye.